the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Deadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode. Oh, man, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review last night's Raw. Michael Hamlet, what did you make of the show? The show was goaded. What? <laughs> <laughs> I had so much fun watching this episode of WWE Raw. <laughs> What's happening? Like, genuinely, there were three matches where I thought, this is absolutely class. <laughs> I am really enjoying it. I'm having actual fun. I'm feeling joy watching this show. Amazing. I was either fired up or feeling actual joy watching this. I tell you what, I don't think it's necessarily a great TV program. I've told you one million friggin' times yeah. about the fundamental flaws and immersion and logic and, you know, how to break the fourth wall and that fourth wall also doesn't exist and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There were three occasions where I was thinking, this is mint. (laughs) (laughs) This is mint, and I'm feeling joy. Uh, Is it a trend, realistically, time to be analysts here, Mm -hmm. not just doing a bit? Have these crowds woken up? Or have they just hit a few markets of late where they are, you know, traditionally a little bit more raucous, like Bolteless, (laughs) was it uh, MSG... Now they were in Atlanta, which is like a massive wrestling city. Um, I don't know if they've just hit the right markets mm. in, in as many weeks, or if these crowds are starting to just get it or what. But my God, it was um, it was immersive, all right. Yeah, and there was one match that I know we all really enjoyed, but I was worried going in would be like this, as it was banter match, but the crowd would just be like don't really care about yeah. this story, but they were really into it, uh, and that a, helped. There was a genuinely, honest-to-God, special moment on Raw last night. And for a, Special is the only word I can use to describe it. For a kind of throwaway, you know, we all kind of know the tag titles aren't changing hands. In the main event, this is. We'll get to the other tag title match later on, of course. Um, it, it was this wild sort of house show atmosphere. Uh, the pop at the end was oh, astonishing. <laughs> 
Yep, sucked the Kangol hat for a chef's hat because the game Triple H is cooking again. He is cooking. <laughs> like, this... This is my favourite role of the year by orders of magnitude. Really? Wow. Other uh, than the trial of Sami Zayn one. Uh, the I, trial of the Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah. Royal Triple H, yeah. I've like, kind of been a sucker for these. For most of them, not all of them, most of these Triple H cheat code raw main events. But some of them do live and die by crowds. There was I forget the week, but I was like really pissed off. Yeah, get, in, get into that, you losers. Get into that. They're in everything here, and like the match formula doesn't have to change. But it is the crowds that are making the difference. I wonder if they're just catching up. Like maybe I, the the product's hot. Like all disagreements about the re- the finish of WrestleMania aside, the product's been objectively hot for ages. Yeah. Um, as a WWE fan, said this for most of Triple H's run, I felt fairly like. Uh, pleased with what I've been presented in terms of what I expect from WWE. But it's always been the case that often it takes time for that to show itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's what's happening with the crowds now. The product has been... Like, it basically improved day one of Triple H taking over from Vincent Mann because, like, how low was the bar? How could you not? Yeah, the lowest in history ever. So it improved day one. But then, obviously, it takes time to show whether or not that's going to stick. Yeah. It's, you're going to see the failings of him as a bookie. You're going to see the creative successes. The business continues to boom. And then there was that weird period post-WrestleMania where it's like, why is this not being reflected in television at all? Like, why are we not... Even on a week where, say, like, say Sage was just like, oh, this is WWE, it's rubbish, Triple H cannot do it. And I'm thinking... You still can't in various areas yeah. of this show. <laughs> like, yeah. But I'm watching thinking, I, I think I'm getting what I need out of this. Why aren't these fans coming up? And now they are. Maybe this is that, like... 1997 WCW wins every week in the ratings war, but the product's miles better, and it's only 1998 where the business catches up. Maybe we're seeing that in terms of the crowds now. Um, the SmackDown ratings are holding. Like you get obviously dips and stuff, but it's not just one good Roman Reigns segment now. There's like all sorts of mm. quarter hours. We're seeing LA Knight rising up yeah. while you've got a Cody yeah. Rhodes as the, as the prop. Top there's loads. There's absolutely like Raw this week, like Zayn and Owens. Totally worthy main event baby faces. Seth Rollins carrying around that toy is a Not. big is like <laughs> is a big title match guy, even if he hasn't got a big title. Cody Rhodes is is the guy, the actual guy, and Roman Reigns is this humongous draw. There's absolutely loads of them. They're overspilling with top guys. It's uh I've struggled with the dissonance from day one of the Triple H thing, where it's like, right, okay, it's more critically well received. The numbers are backing up the idea that this is a hot, hot promotion. Where's the noise? Like, mm. where is it? Now that the noise is here, it feels... It's staggering. Honestly, it was staggering to watch last night. This runaway, rampant, hotter than the uh, hotter than any period since the Attitude Era. And, oh my God, it's really, really loud. And so many of these acts are over-incredible. And they're superstars. And just the paradigm shift that this mm. company has emerged through is remarkable. I still hate a lot of it, (laughs) but it's still like, it's just, I'll never be able to register or process what has happened to this promotion, considering I've documented in my capacity as a a writer and podcaster, the very worst of it. Like Mm. the absolute, like 2019, it's, I never, when I was watching 2019, thought it was capable of this, ever. Like like, like when NXT became NXT 2.0, you're like, where's this been all this this time? Boring bastards. And I put a bit of colour and a bit of banter in there and a Viking rules match. Oh, there we go. Fixed it. Vince McMahon was wrong for years. And everybody told him he was and he didn't care. 
it's still a stars industry. It's just like when he said, oh, well, like, pay-per-view's dead. We're going to have to do that with pay-per-view's dead. It was wrong then, but he was just like, no, people just don't want to buy your pay-per-views anymore. <laughs> yes. yeah. They're terrible. Did you never deliver any results Yeah, you them? just have killed towns over and over and over again behind this brand. Uh, and the one star you want to make in a Roman Reigns, you, you cannot make him. There's loads of stars. It's like, fundamentally, Sidge is right, this has been like a paradigm shift for WWE, but only because they've kind of like Triple H, I guess, has helped like them fundamentally remember how the like the business operates. Mm. It's still, you just need stars. You need fans. Like fans want to back people and there's loads of people to back him. Cody Rhodes could come out and get his ass handed to him like he got here every week and he'd still be one of the biggest stars in WWE. And I genuinely think they could release a t-shirt with, what was his phrase? Let's get funky like a monkey. And I think it'd sell like fucking hotcakes. It's his dad's one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. One of his dad's. Like Cody's, I don't know if Cody's a good example for this or not. Because he is somebody that would just survive anything. Like he was fine when Vince was there, and he was probably going to remain fine. Like uh, there was a there's a clip doing around to that Peacock documentary that looks like it's going to be brilliant. But there's it's a suggestion that like Vince flew to Cody's house to get him. Like they could just be like carning their way through. I think I read that actually like, at the time. I always I have a feeling that it was always going to work out fine. Imagine Vince in the house. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. Like uh, Cody was going to navigate through all of this, but. Loads of these other wrestlers on this show that were getting those monster reactions wouldn't have done. Mm. Like, Zayn and Owens yet again would have had to, like, figure out how to cheat it rather than just getting over by being pushed and staying over. Like, they would have yet again had to, like, find a little shortcut and workarounds and all that sort of nonsense. That caught, Like, those conversations have gone away. Not everybody's over. Not everything is working. There's still loads of stuff that's fatally flawed. I, I understand completely the stuff that Sidge hates. Like, it's fatally flawed as a TV show, and yet loads and loads of people and stories are kind of succeeding in spite of that. Mm. And that's WWE probably at its happiest medium, I think. Uh, right, let's start with Cody Rhodes. As I mentioned, he uh, opens the show by coming out, gets a, obviously a huge reaction. Uh, welcome home, Chance. What do you guys want to talk? I'm actually, you don't really have to talk, says Cody. There's a big shadow looming over this sold-out arena. Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock, when called out, called, called on in the past, shows up. So, Tony, cut the sh- uh, no, got the talk. Um, Brock, come down to the ring, accept the challenge, get out of here right now. Nothing happens. And uh, Cody's a bit frustrated. He says, oh, I know Brock's here, or he's going to be here, uh, but he's being fashionably late. Well, I'll be here at nine in the ring. I'll be here at ten. There was a bit of me that thought for a split second, they're going to do this. <laughs> Top of every hour, they're going to put Cody in the ring and they're going to do a ridiculous rating because people are going, oh, we have to go back just to make sure. Do you remember the Cody counter? Yeah. 20 minutes to Cody. Please stick around. Yeah. He's here in a bit. Cody's coming out. <laughs> um, he, uh, he says, maybe I'll have to wait till the very end of the night, but I'll still be waiting. Uh, but he changes uh, topic now. He says, I want to bring up something else. The woman that built him. She's in the front row. It's his mom. Uh, uh, this is the thing about his mom. Uh, side of family that trained him, taught him how to fight. Michelle uh, gets a great reaction. Uh, he talks about his relationship, talks about relationship with Brock. It's complex. Uh, two words, hard times. But when Brock shows up, it's not going to be hard times for me. <laughs> it's going to be hard times for Brock. Uh, anyway, he's clearly not coming. God bless y'all. Enjoy Raw. He leaves, hugs his family, music of Brock hits. He's ready. Is he going to get jumped from behind? Is he going to get face-to-face with the man he wants to fight at SummerSlam? No, nothing happens. So he goes, fine, whatever. Walks up the ramp, music hits again. Again, he's ready. Again, he's in prime position to be jumped from behind, it seems. 
but nothing happens, so he stomps through to the back, and you just hear a big slam of a chair shot, and then he gets chucked out. Uh, a bit like, I don't know why it reminded me of, do you remember when, uh, was it Shawn Michaels saving Triple H? Or Triple yeah, H saving the Shawn Michaels when the Spirit Squad just comes yeah. flying out of there. Uh, yeah, and Brock's nailed him, batters him with a chair up the, up the ramp in front of his mom, uh, whips him into the apron, posts him, F5s him, looks at his mom, who's not looking best pleased at watching her son getting destroyed in front of her. Uh, Cody's like, oh, bloody hell. Tries to get up, gets put in a Kimura. He lets go before he snaps his arm like a twig again. Then he gets him back in the ring and again with the Kimura, uh, and it ends with Brock. Oh, actually, it ends technically during the uh, break <laughs> with Brock hitting him with another chair shot. But it ends in terms of this bit with him saying, challenge accepted. I'll see you at SummerSlam, bitch. This was rubbish, but it's Cody, so it was brilliant. Yes, that's like, exactly what I thought. I still... Is anybody asking why it's... Like, the violence has just escalated and escalated between these two. I understand the matches have helped drive that, but what drove any of this? We've never really explored the personal issue that is going to draw money between these two, but they're going to draw money nonetheless. Yep. Um, because they're both just forces of nature, ultimately, in the, in this arena. Um, Cody can do this where so few can. This like... There's my mom, love her. She's like, yeah, the Cody faces, the Cody noises. Atlanta made it work even more so because he feels, he reminds me of when WWE couldn't run Atlanta for years and then they were so dominant over WWE, they just sort of did. When they went to, um, it was just State Farms Arena. I think they were, so. I get myself mixed up, but they were in Washington not that long ago and it's like, oh, I don't know. Places I now associate with AEW, and they're taking Cody. That's uh, that's a bit cheeky. Like, how's this sort yeah. of happened? And there was a little bit of that to it. So Cody can kind of really get away with that here. The noise from him was unbelievable, and he didn't look stupid. He got decked by Brock in a thing that I feel like we've seen about five times. Yeah. And all the other times, he was sort of supposed to look stupid. The first time was like, oh, well, I wasn't ready for this. And then the second time was Brock telling him, you are not ready for me. Mm. This was a different one again. The beatdown feels the same, but it's Cody... Like, n couldn't possibly expect it. Like, he's not a coward. He's come out and he's like, I'll take it now, or I'll see you again at 10, blah, blah, blah. And then he's been decked in the back. Like, real cheap stuff from Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar continues to, the like, diminish his own aura and then immediately claim it back by absolutely battering him. And again, I think there's few wrestlers that can get away with this, and both these two can. Fine, let's have a third one, which is why I think it's a bit rubbish, because I feel like I should be more excited about Brock and Cody. This lacked a little bit of creative spark and yet, it was electrifying television because the crowd were hot. So it's a bit of both. I they can only book like two Lesnar angles: a yes. contract signing in an ambush or a pull apart. There's the the rule of three with Lesnar. This was one of the three things you get with him, and it looked really convincing. And Cody, uh, Cody sold his ass off, and I was just. I wasn't electrified by it. I'm ready for this match, and I'm ready for Cody to do something else. Yes. Like genuinely. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I've made my feelings known multiple times about this trilogy book, and it's every single beat is so obvious. Um, I don't like how, oh, he's got the Kimura. That's how he broke his arm last time. Well, right, okay. I just do that all of the time. It's weird that they've just gone back to that. Mm. Like, isn't there a different story to be told? Mm. They're just recycling the second act for the third. They try to heat it up and juice it up with the use of his mother. It was meant to feel way more transgressive than I think it ultimately did. Mm. Um, when, you know, she was better at full gear. AW better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it didn't quite work. I, I thought the idea was good, really strong. 
like classic wrestling where you get that defenseless family member who's raging, but like it's an impotent rage. I don't really feel that. I don't really feel much for this. I didn't really feel much for this trite, repetitive, very well-performed angle. It's probably the most concise way I can think of putting it. We nailed a step on the previous, didn't we? So we played the game. Sid went down the Wikipedia page for stipulations, and we landed on about six different explosion ones. Yeah. And then we thought, well, Cody loves setting himself on fire. <gasps> it's Detroit. So we came with the burning rubber match. Oh. Cast off on fire. Yeah. And then they just did nothing. They didn't even get the bull rope that we, everybody assumed. That we were yeah. There will, will there, there will be a gimmick, won't there? Yeah, it's got to be on there. Got to be. I can't watch it. How many weeks we got left? Two? Three yeah. weeks? Two weeks? Yeah. So it went down the list, and <laughs> there was six that landed on the page. So as I picked a number between one and six, I was like, please pick two, please pick two. And he picked five, and it was like landmine, explosive, death <laughs> match. Number two was anus explosion, death match. And it <laughs> did not gimmick it. Because then we said, like, the firework could go up, like, Brock's hole, and then he lights it and goes, whoa! And the firework goes off. <laughs> Brock shoots off. <laughs> this is done. <laughs> what was that video? <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was just going to be his new gimmick. He does the Stardust thing and it says F off, basically. So uh, before oh. we move on quickly, just a, a quick word on Michelle, uh, Cody's mom. He talked about her, uh, you know, training him how to fight, teaching him how to, to live in this world. Do you think she ever, uh, do you think she ever, like, punished Cody? I, I, maybe, well, why? Do you ever, like, you know, he, he ever did something that was so transgressive uh, uh, Michelle's like, that's it. You're you're not leaving the house for a, a set period of time. And Cody's like, sorry, Ma, I don't understand what you mean by that. She's like, well, you can't. Between now and seven days' time, you are not allowed to do things that you like to do. I.e., go and play with your friends. And he's like, sorry, I'm still completely going over my head. This shell. What you what you're about? And she then she says, you're grounded, <laughs> battle grounded. <laughs> I think that ever happened in the Rosa household? Maybe. Want to save that one till next year. <laughs> the next battleground. Ha! Huh? You're grounded. Battle grounded. But dad. <laughs> uh, Gunther Riddle was next. Uh, Pock and beans for you, man. Yeah. Can we get? Sorry, just for just for clarification. Can we get the Cody noise followed by the UFC just bleed noise? Okay, well, I'm trying to have obviously conflated the two, hence why you've made me do this. So Cody then just bleed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 subtle. It's very subtle. I like it. Uh, yeah, Gunter kind of picked up where he left off with Matt Riddle, just chopping the crap out oh of him. Oh, my God, the chops. Oh, my God. Great this. Oh, my God. All WCPW basically to start this show. Like when I'm thinking back on those chops, I've got the sudden irresistible urge to smack you in the chest. <laughs> like I was something so to do with Gunther and Riddle. I, I love a match that turns you into a dumb meathead jock. Yeah, that makes you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching this. I was like, get him, get him, get him. He did. He did just kick his he ass honestly, again. Those <laughs> chops were absolutely godly. We're going to be waiting for like the. 50-50 electrifying 25-minute riddle Gunther match forever because Triple H only wants to book <laughs> sh** kickings. <laughs> Gunther just batters him. It's and it's great. like, it's riddles. It's, it's good. It's so great to watch. Incredibly cathartic. <laughs> like, this is just a lovely little sprint there. Yeah. Bang! Yeah. <laughs> riddle, Dead! Riddle's only option was, I think, a triangle choke on Gunther. 
So uh, Gunther has to sort of lift him up whilst he's doing it. So Riddle head scissors him to the outside. So Riddle decides to jump off the, the ring steps straight into a huge mid-head shot Unbelievable. from Gunther and a body slam. Oh, my God. Uh, Riddle fight again. That takes us to a break, understandably. No one's going anywhere after that. When we come back, uh, back and forth, Riddle hits an exploder suplex. More chops from Gunther. Riddle comes back with kicks. Uh, Gunther hits him with a German suplex and a clothesline for a two-count. Riddle comes back with more kicks and a, a sliding knee to the back of his head for a nice near fall. Goes for the floating bro. Gunther gets his knees up. Big old Gunther drop kick. Which, you know, for anyone else would be like a transition move. For Gunther, it's like, oh, cool, kill shot. <laughs> uh, Powerbomb, one, two, three. Post-match, he gets on the announce table whilst getting booed out of the goddamn building. Great audience, like we said. Uh, boo all you want. This is the best night of your life because you got to see the greatest IC champion of all time. Riddle's done. I'm building a legacy. Drew, ride my coattails as well. Uh, but uh, you're going to fall like everyone else to the ring general. Gunther's the best. He's the best. The absolute best. What Gunther doesn't do... What's in that? his matches, he doesn't he doesn't do that checklist of mm. right. I need to do a million near falls to get that five. I need to stand there and shake with fury. When really, what I'm wanting to do is for the fans to go. This is awesome. He <laughs> <laughs> just wrestles great, great matches, completely stripped of any self conscious impulse. He's amazing at what he does. This is urgent. This is physical, fat-free in the extreme, lean. Did not make me ever think about the process of how it was crafted or the the horrible sort of reasons why they are doing what they are doing in there, like the really cynical acclaim bait. He just kicked this little <laughs> right <laughs> in the chest and chopped him, and it was so gratifying so urgent and it made me feel so bloodthirsty an absolutely wonderful combat athlete this man is just so committed as well like the booking of this match the first one so obviously his ankle was healed and there was no interference mm. and there's this idea which is you know traditional sort of baby face things like well yeah guys can't help you and i'm fully fit and you kind of targeted my ankle at money in the bank is that was the only reason you beat me this quickly and goes no like, let's not, let's just get this straight. I could have done it even if your ankle was 100% and there was nobody here. Yeah. And now I'm going to show that. Yeah. I lo- like, even though he's a heel, I love that level of commitment to the mm. gun to the cause. He just it's, stands out as a heel yeah. as, that, as a result. That's it. He's all the more vicious and dangerous and frightening and mm. a big bad. This is like, I w- if this was happening on Wednesdays, I'd classify this as peak AW. They'd have mm. established somebody. There's not much that- thought to it. It's very simple. <laughs> <laughs> but the longer these runs go, the harder they are to maintain. Yeah. Like, because you have to build up new challenges all the time. Like, Drew... And WWE, certainly, I mean, Roman Reigns is a perfect example, fall into the, just do another, uh, Kaiser jumps on the apron. Well, oh, you almost had him beat, but uh, it's Gunther. But yeah, no, he's just unstoppable. They do have Imperium cheat on his behalf at times. Too much. And it's all the more satisfying when they don't. Yeah, like, if if Drew beats Gunther, WWE have lost their goddamn mind. But the challenge is now set, and he's going to be incredibly over if he does. Like, if he's the guy that stops Gunther breaking this record and gets this belt off it. Please, no. It cannot be. But It's not going to be Drew. No. But it will be this... Like, he looks like a mountain to climb, even for a Drew McIntyre. And that, in WWE terms, is, is incredible. The is Gunther- this- <laughs> I just thought... Sorry. sorry. I interrupted you. Let you finish your thought there. The Gunther run is just amazing. I don't know how they've done it. Like, 
I mean, it's going to be another big show where Drew McIntyre's fighting for a title and he's going to go, thank God, I've got rid of these two people who normally let the person who I'm fighting who's got a championship belt. They're not involved in this for whatever reason. And then someone new is going to appear to join the stable and cost him the match for the second time. First it was Sokoa, and now it's going to be someone who I, I think would probably describe himself. Very entertaining, yeah. Is that going to be what's happening? I'd Again. Love, I'd love that. It'd be great. Drew versus Dragunov would be absolutely out of this world. Groundhog Drew. I don't know. <laughs> it's happening again. Uh, right, back to the <laughs> tag team champions, the women's tag team champions, Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. Jackie Redmond's interviewing them ahead of their title match against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. Uh, Wakes up every morning, the alarm clock goes, I got Drew, babe. <laughs> See? I wanted to get there for you, yeah. Groundhog Drew, Jesus Christ, mate. It's They'll make piss poor. You're done already. Make the, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, make, the, uh, make the picture. Drew McIntyre's head. Bill Murray. Groundhog Clay Moore. Oh. Let's take cooking. Stand back, let him cook. Yeah, Morgan's like. Groundhog Galloway. Oh. Shut up, man. Sorry now. Shut up and get on with the review. This is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Uh, Livio, <laughs> Liv Morgan. Get on with the review. The review. <laughs> Liv Morgan says, uh, "Terrible puns." Uh, do understand <laughs> why, why they're being said? Uh, you don't have to just commit to a bit. You can just abandon it. What? Je ne comprends pas. I've only learned one thing from Adam Wilbon. It's that. Maybe you should change. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they, they don't follow the rules, but don't worry, we'll be ready. We uh, we don't back down from anyone. Rhea Ripley comes in, gets a huge baby. Uh, she says, he's sure about that, basically. And Raquel Rodriguez says, yeah, we're not going to back down from you either. And you've got the moment. There's two of them squaring off and Liv Morgan pops up. Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, how many times have you got to tell you? And Rhea Ripley just headbots her. <laughs> <laughs> they go at it, pull apart. Uh, and Rhea, in, in the midst of all this, kicks the leg out of her leg. And uh, Raquel's favouring her her knee. That's Liv's like, get a dwark. This was great, and it got even better. Holy goddamn, I did not see my investment raising as high as it got over the course of this show for three separate segments featuring these people. Unbelievable. He's cooking. He's, he is, man. Then here comes uh, the Judgment Day. Oh, they, they're about, they're, coming, they're on their way out, and uh, the commentator, uh, not Corey Graves, he's bellin'. Um, the other one, oh, God. He's, sorry, guys. He's a... <laughs> Patrick said that uh, the mood in Atlanta had taken a sinister turn. Do that Irish accent. The mood in Atlanta has taken a sinister turn. <laughs> That's a good bit. Uh, so anyway, here comes uh, Damien Priest, Finn Balor, yeah. uh, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley, and of course, they're in the fucking judgment day. <laughs> So, you know, in the Wilborn household, that uh, has been banned. (laughs) Unless I can get her to say it. Right. Then, technically... So she says it in the normal course of... If she says it in a sentence, I get one free pass. Right? But she now also is aware... Per day or... Hmm? Instantane, instant cash in. Right. Per utterance. Yeah. Yeah. But she's obviously wise to my shenanigans now. So she's always on the lookout for me saying, oh, 
what would you, how would you describe that thing over there? It's not on the same side. Like, I'm no good at it. I'm like a child trying to convince. Right. But got her yesterday. We had the baby shower at the weekend. More on that, by the way, on the NXT preview later on today. Naturally. A bit of a surprise mm. appearance from someone that was... Stags came. I'm, I'm not saying anything. Well, you'll have to you'll have to tune I in. I was going to ask about this baby shower, Will, but I'm a bad friend because you've been, you know, talking about it a lot. It's fine. It's fine. It, it was. I'll talk about it on the NXT preview anyway. Um, <laughs> so, but as part of it, we had uh, one of Anne Louise's best mates had some of those baby predictions cards. Mm. Like, uh, I think it's going to arrive on this date at this time, and it's going to weigh this, and it's going to have. This colour hair. No, don't they? Yeah. It's a boy, I can just tell. <laughs> how, do you, how do you know? And, uh, but then... I think it's going to be ginger. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you turn the turn the thing over on on the flip of it, basically, uh, there was like, I think, I hope the uh, baby gets the mum's blank and gets the dad's blank, and here's some advice for the parents. Mm. And... Uh, <laughs> So we're looking through these last night, <laughs> and we're reading them like, oh, here's one from your friend, Emily, for example. And then I said, oh, oh yeah, she's saying oh, it's going to have uh, brown eyes and uh, ginger hair, and uh, she thinks it's going to arrive a week early or whatever. And then I just stopped. She's like, keep going. I'm like, oh, no, that's that's everything on this on this page. <laughs> Like laying the trap out. What does it say on the other side? Got <laughs> <laughs> <Dad> it <are> good. <laughs> Ruined the entire <laughs> Knocked them over and she just went to bed. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh yeah, what are we doing? Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley was, says we're stronger than ever. Uh, we're built different. We're built tough. No one can stop us. We dominate men. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez just found that out. I'm the most dominant woman here. I'm unbeatable. Finn and Damien are going to become world champions. And tomorrow night, Dirty Dom's going to become NXT North American champion. And Dom tries to cut a promo and far more believably than in recent weeks, gets drowned yeah. out by booze. Still obviously a touch sweetened, but nowhere near as much as it used to be. Where mm -hmm. It was just like, Whoa! <laughs> um, Damien Priest says, yeah, sure, all your booing doesn't, isn't going to change the fact that tomorrow night uh, Dom's going to win uh, and I'm guaranteed to be world champion. He's got the briefcase, of course, and we'll preview Dom versus Wesley a little bit later on today. Uh, Finn looks a bit pissed off by this, but he's like, hey, hey, hey don't forget, you get first crack at Seth. Balor's like, hey, I love you, bro. Everything's fine, guys. Um, Finn says, whatever Seth has to say later, he's going to be listening. Um, just remember um, that the issues that they have will never be over here until his arm is raised hey there. As, hey there, as the new <laughs> world heavyweight champion. Here comes Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Uh, Zayn's like, do you want to hear Dominic talking? You want to see someone kick his ass? It's so basic. And Atlanta crowd like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're going to fight uh, Dom and Damian Priest. Um, Priest like, look, we've been focusing on individual titles, but pff, hey, Dom, those tag titles look pretty damn good on us. Why don't you put those titles on the line? And Zayn's thinking about it, and there's yes chance. And uh, Owens has completely been pissed off from the moment he walked out, basically. And Zayn's like, talk to him, Kev. Kev's like, I'm going to lead with my heart. I don't care any tag titles are on the line. As long as I get to stun you, Priest, and punch you in your face, Dom, I accept. And then uh, it busts. 
They, they go close this segment. Priest holds up the briefcase, and Owen says, "No one cares about that briefcase. Doesn't matter right about now." <laughs> Owens is the best. Something about the way that Kevin Owens pronounced or enunciated face yes. just <laughs> got me so fired up, and I creased laughing at yeah. the same time. Like this man sounded like face. <laughs> so furious, so at the end of his tether, so ready yeah. to kick someone's ass, so fed up with someone's bollocks. <laughs> just like, go on, kick, kick his ass. <laughs> Are you really genuinely for a ridiculous, like absolutely typical, deadening, invisible wall promo that sets up a main event for later in the show? Kevin Owens has got absolutely no right yes. to perform this material as if it means that much to him. He is magic. And WWE, the power's f***ing back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's why, there's, it's why it's still a star industry. Because WWE's fundamentally flawed way of doing things doesn't matter if all the characters are over. There's obvious heels, obvious baby faces. They've been chasing that attitude of a dragon for 20 years. Yeah. And now that they've caught it, it doesn't matter how bad the show is fundamentally. Yeah. Mm. Ill, like illogical to a massive, massive fault. doesn't matter because the crowd go nuts for the baddies and the goodies and they want to see them fight. Like they, they, that's how they get away with it when mm. it's good. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. We're in the back, and uh, Raquel Rodriguez is getting checked over. Trainer's like, technically, she's cleared. I'd really like to get some scans, though. And Raquel's like, no, 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 no. The last time we this happened, we had to find partners, and we had to give her the belts, and blah, blah, blah. Pierce is like, just to clarify, she's technically cleared, but you'd like to get scans, but you feel all right to you. Fine, sod it. Let's have the match. Um, and yes, outcome Raquel Rodriguez and Liv before the break, as well as Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green challenging for the women's tag titles. Morgan, Liv Morgan, that is, gets jumped uh, to start uh, and hit with a delayed double vertical suplex. She get, finally gets over to Raquel, who comes in and despite the injury, runs wild, clothesline, snake eyes, uh, lariat, fall away slam. She kicks Chelsea Green off the apron, goes to tackle Sonya in the corner, but uh, hits the post and gets put in a 
half Boston crab and Sonia's cranking on it. She keeps trying to get some and getting pulled back to the middle. Finally, Liv Morgan gets in there at the last possible second to break it up. Uh, she tags herself in, hits a code breaker on uh, Green and uh, Oblivion as well. Um, but Sonia Deville dives in to break it up with a knee to the face. Deville chop blocks Rodriguez on her injured leg outside the ring. Um, Morgan gets sent into the ropes by Chelsea Green and they do the spot that I think won them the number one contendership where um, DeVille hit a cheap shot and Morgan stumbles back into the unpretty her. Um, but she kicks out at the last possible second, tries to fight them both off, but uh, Chelsea Green hits a second unpretty her. DeVille hits that running knee strike. One, two, three. Sonia DeVille and Chelsea Green are the new champs and... Morgan sat with an injured Rodriguez at ringside as they watched them hold up the belts and all the pyro and what have you. This was a good match, not a great one, but a good match. And this is where, like, I'm thick reads and shooting stars rubbing my thighs. What's my favorite Triple H thing? Plotting. Really exciting plotting. Where there's not a lot of story, but I'm just so impressed. I'm so impressed with how we arrived here. And yesterday on the preview, Sidge called this result, mm. and I wouldn't have seen it, and I was giving no enough of credit to the little like seeds, I guess, that were being planted in this division. So you put DeVille and Chelsea Green on this run from pretty much nothing. Yeah, Chelsea Green is a complainer who's lost Carmella as a partner and have to start and then gradually start racking up wins. Nobody really takes them seriously, but they do. They take themselves seriously and they work their way somehow to get in this title shot. In the meantime, the idea that Rackle and Liv had to give up the title through injury once before and thus will not do that second time around, even though it's put themselves in a massively disadvantaged mm-hmm. position against the one set of challengers who kind of need a big advantage in their favour to realistically win. Those two things come together, all the while the Rhea Ripley and Raquel Rodriguez tension that simmered in the background for weeks has this devastating consequence that would also pay off in a different storyline in the main event. That's... Triple H looking eight weeks ago, maybe, and going, da-da, 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 and here we are. And it yeah. all plays. I, I'm so impressed by it. Good match. Great booking. I thought the match was fine. Mm. And the booking's to be expected from a company. <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> the thing. But it's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's, it should be the bog standard, but because we've had years, if not decades, of it this. It should be great. Yeah. It mm. should be great given the resources this company has. I'll tell you what, the match is fine. It was a nice enough little plot, I guess. I realise that I'm not completely dead inside because after everything that Chelsea Green has gone through, those injuries mm-hmm. and those firings and everything else, and it just never seemed to click for a performer who obviously had something. And she got a title. And then everything that Sonia Deville's gone through in real life, yeah. it just I f- felt like, you know what, this is really earned. And it's not just this sort of like... Uh, consolation or oh know you've had a bad time of it or we've took too long with one of these and have this the, the characters have connected and they're over and it was just nice to see mm. i hope they hold these for quite some time i think they're a good team and and i still enjoyed the uh three <laughs> three strikes basketball <laughs> last week so more of that sort of thing the bells could probably do with a, a lot like WWE is doing long reigns and then his hot potato in the weakest titles in the company. So it's probably best that you sit still on these for a bit. I, I said yesterday they should switch the titles because the idea of Chelsea Green just coming up with excuses yeah. to not defend them, um, being an irate when she actually does. And there's school for some decent comic material here. Uh, yeah, Which mate. is really funny. <laughs> they were uh, backstage <laughs> afterwards being interviewed by Byron Saxton saying basically it was two and one, wasn't it? And they're like, no. Nah. Um, so I was like, no, fake, fake injury. Yeah. Uh, and Green thanks everyone, including her fans, her parents, her sister, and Janine from the tanning salon. Great. Great. 
Uh, we get a video package of Jay Uso and everything went down on SmackDown. If you want to know the Dadley's thoughts on that, you can check out the SmackDown Review podcast wherever you get your podcast from right now. Uh, and then it was time for the sit-down interview with Seth Rollins and Byron Saxton. <laughs> Saxton wants to know Seth Rollins' plans for the world title after everything Balor's been saying. Uh, and uh, he says, the World Heavyweight Championship deserves a marquee match at SummerSlam. And he mentions contenders like Balor, Priest, McIntyre, Gunther, and Owens. Balor interrupts before he can go any further, though. He says, piss off, Saxton. Uh, sorry, no. I think Rollins actually says, you can leave. And, Ro- and then Balor's like, get out of here. I'll sit in your chair. Uh, he says, look, the line starts with me, does Finn Balor. Uh, the issues aren't over. Um, and uh, he says to Rollins, talk to Pierce, make the match. Uh, Rollins says to Balor, stop living in the past, and Balor cuts across him. No, I'm not, not living in the past, I'm living in the chaos. Uh, I'm going to do to you what you did to me. I'm going to take your title, laugh in your face, alter your career forever. Uh, Rollins tells Balor that the world title is about more than your personal vendetta. Uh, it's bigger than both of us. Um, we don't need a match to settle any score. Why don't we, let's have a bare knuckle fight right now. <laughs> um, and Rollins tells Balor, take a shot and get out of my face. Balor says, cool. Uh, that's cool and he leaves and Ron's like oh, sorry about that guy he turns around chair gets nailed in his face by Finn Balor who uh, puts the boots to him and tells him to make the match over delivery of a performance from Finn Balor whole thing sucked for a story I just don't believe no. I, I, the match wasn't good enough at Money in the Bank to make you desperate for a one more look at this you know no we one enough. kick out weren't we yeah, yeah. no reaction no one because he's the wish Kenny Omega. <laughs> the first match required the big story. Always has been, always will be. That you didn't believe. This one requires the, oh, that we're in the middle of this epic feud between these two men. It doesn't feel it because the first match was just all right. And he, Seth won. Seth probably should have just moved on. I did like Finn Balor in this. Yeah. It does, like, oh no, he got me with a big run-up. Attacks are always stupid. And I said, I thought this one looked real. I thought like he's up, he just turned his shoulder at the last minute and gone for him. And I believe that. It was, I thought Finn Balor brought a good energy to it, but I just maybe it'll maybe it'll surprise people. But this yeah. feels increased, especially because SummerSlam's in a stadium. This feels like the WrestleMania work rate match that dies on the night. I can already see us sitting in here in a few weeks' time, and I'll run through uh, uh, Gunther and Drew, and uh, Ronda and Shayna, and uh, Cody and Brock, and then I know I can almost guarantee I'm going to turn to one of you and go. There's a contender for a, a sort of sleeper hit match of the night in Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor, and then we'll just regurgitate our part from the Money in the Bank preview, basically. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I did not believe this at all, and I think this World Heavyweight title continues to be not good. Um, I don't know what it is. It's obviously a consolation prize. Um, Triple H said as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, the, the original World Heavyweight title started off as a joke, was heavily criticized and then evolved into something synonymous with the WWE title. There's no reason why this can't be the same, um, why it can't follow the same trajectory. But my God, like, it's Gunther is a much better IC mm. title. I take that far more seriously yeah. as a sought after prize. Um, that is sort of. Uh, you get the ma- you get better matches with Gunther than you do with Seth Rollins. It's more prestigious. It's got more of that history and nostalgia and prestige. And I just see this fake trinket. I see a guy who has been appeased politically to be giving it. And when he's, uh, what's the what's the identity of this title? It's not your work rate crown. It's not like yeah. It's barely even at this point. The 
and antidote to the UWU. This one's going to get defended every week, open challenges. Half of them get cut off before they actually begin. So that's, it's not this open challenge gimmick. It's an absolute glorified mid-card title. And Finn Balor and Seth Rollins in this segment with their fake intensity with cosplaying as main event guys. I think, honestly, Seth was hotter before he held this title. It doesn't feel main event. Nah. That belt was always going to be, that was always going to create this problem where it's never going to be the, can't be the main event until it's the main event. Yeah. And no Seth Rollins title defense is going to outrank a Roman Reigns match nah. on the paper. It's just not. You can't do the banger match cheat code to make it prestigious because Seth Rollins' matches are probably not top five in the week of every single TV week I see on TV now. See better matches on Rampage, mate. He's, uh, he he benefited from like the... That was one of the things with the belts getting established was... I know people didn't love them, but you had the split brand pay-per-views. Five-year-old idea, this. Yeah, like the split brand pay-per-views forced like that world mm-hmm. or whichever was the weaker champion to headline shows and sink or swim. Seth's never going to be put in that position no. with his title. Nah. Right, I'll get ready for you Five to... Five-year-old idea. <laughs> get ready for you to uh, skip what came next because, you know... Ugh. It was the Viking rules match... <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. All three of us pressed that button there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kevin Patrick. Coming up next, a match with no rules. Viking rules. <laughs> <laughs> but mom. Viking rules. Uh, Corey Graves said, let's be honest, no rules. What? Anyway, how can we make one of the greatest match stipulations of all time better? Add Titus O'Neil to the mix. Yeah, baby. Not even being facetious nope. for once in your friggin' life. Um, I was already biased. I was already ready to say this was goaded before <laughs> anything happened. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't have to pretend anything. This was awesome. Thank God we don't have to skip this. Yeah. Titus's first roll. Also, I'm going to get to this now because this is the only negative bit. And then we, that, no, we've done that. We've eaten our vegetables and we can get to the steak. All right. Corey Graves is bellend. Yeah. Yeah. But even more so when he tried to be like, well, if you were ever going to do the box, Titus, that was the moment when Otis did his caterpillar. But no, Titus is a nice guy and a professional and thought, this is Otis's moment. I won't ruin it by confusing people with my catchphrase all over the top of it. So f*** off, Corey Graves, basically. <laughs> anyway, with that negativity... He's so unlikable, isn't he? Yeah. <sighs> Takes on a no one, but he is. <laughs> really unlikable. Um, Remember so when he tweeted? And um, we had that... War of Words with Becky Lynch when Becky Lynch was Ugh. really good. And uh, she called him something like a Heenan wannabe. And he was like, it's hard to go full Heenan when you've got the boss in your ear. But he hasn't been in the ear for quite some time, Corey. <laughs> um, so why haven't you? Why aren't you as good as Bobby Heenan now? <laughs> Hi, that's uh, the, why the only thing that's holding me yeah. back. It's hard to go full Heenan. I've got it in my locker. Yeah. yeah. Where is it then? <laughs> Where is it, Corey? Um, Where's the book, Pete? <laughs> I also liked him saying, uh, only uh, Titus saying, and Corey Graves is like, well, you're here, Titus, to give us all the insight on the Viking Raiders and Viking rules. And he's like, I only had normal matches again. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. So we all were speculating over the last seven days, what is a Viking rules match? Well, it's no DQ match, which you lost like, Ugh, okay, so it's just the usual boring WWE stipulation. Anything you can, um, anything you can add to that uh, to make it actually interesting? You made the ring look like a boat. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! You see, they broke their like 
main lighting rule on Raw to like make this boat make even more sense. The red light was replaced by blue because the boat's in the sea. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Like, light the crowd blue. It's, it's, is this the ocean in Atlanta? Well, like Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it all, all kicks off. Uh, but Edge was loving this. Chad Gay no, was, was this. flying was all over the place. <laughs> that was too much fun for Edge. <laughs> uh, and they, they're fighting on the ship's bow. Bow of the stern. Depends which side of the yeah. ring it was. That's where they were fighting, I think. Uh, and Gable. Oh, my God. Um, I'll take. Chad Gable can go. <laughs> <laughs> he flips off the ship. Turn sh- that some bitch sideways and pass it on. <laughs> He flips off the boat <laughs> into Ivar and then sends Eric into shields. Oh, yeah, by the way, I forgot to mention that. The ring ropes have got shields, wooden shields attached to them. Yeah, they do. Titus line, that was great, wasn't it? You ever um, fought the shields, Titus? No, I fought the shield. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case people are, you know, we have people who don't watch this show mm. and literally keep up with it yep. through our review. Just in case the tone is facetious in sound, and uh, this was amazing. <laughs> yeah. We just had so much fun with it that we're going to have fun with the review. Go and watch this. Since mm-hmm. the bounced into the office to talk about this today. Yeah, I would earnestly recommend, if you don't watch WWE and you just keep keep up with Raw out of routine and through this podcast, thank you very much for doing oh, so. Yeah. Uh, go and watch this match in full. It is mint. Oh, it's joy. Oh, it's yells, <laughs> Master Gables, get the tables, basically. <laughs> he gets cut off by Eric. Ivar tries, oh my god, I forgot about this. Oh, I was going to get the sound effect, but we'll just have to do it ourselves. Ivar tries a springboard crossbody off the ropes. Oh, it catches him and hits a power slam. And Tyus goes, oh, yeah! <laughs> There's like relief that, oh god, they haven't just crumpled in a heap. Yeah. So good. Oh my god. So I think that's when we went to a break, understandably. I need to have a moment to wipe myself dry. Uh, <laughs> and then we come back. I've always. I'm confused what was on here. It's <laughs> just, just sweaty. Just oh, sweaty. Right, okay, warm okay. last night. I forgot to put the electric blanket on, didn't I? Like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I've always. Oh, it's with a moonsault when we come back. Oh my god. And then Gable hits a moonsault to break that up. Oh my god. This is all Sidge, this doing the buttons. <laughs> um. And Gable hits a uh, just nice, a uh, decent looking German suplex on Ivar. Yeah. Looks, oh my God. <laughs> looks incredible. Eric breaks that up. Gable and Eric go back and forth. Gable hit an exploder suplex. Oh my God. And a diving headbutt. But in comes Valhalla to break it up. And you're like, oh no, here's Valhalla. She's going to get hit everybody. <laughs> But Maxine Dupree comes flying off the top rope with a crossbody. Oh, my God. And they do the spot, and Titus is buzzing for it. Give her our flowers. Gable gets the jacket that they stole last oh week. It was all made sense. <laughs> puts, on, puts on Maxine. And thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Spear through the tables and set up in the oh corner. Oh, my God. Viking Raiders come back and smash Gable into the shields and Otis gets in. Oh, I was just like... Oh, my God. A ten-year-old child again watching wrestling. Otis just like, what have you done to Master Gable? I was like, yeah, go, Otis. And he runs them both over. He slams Ivar. Fall away slam for Eric. Uh, hits the Caterpillar on Ivar. Goes up, but Valhalla goes after him, distracts him, slaps him, and that allows the Raiders to recover and hit a double powerbomb off the middle rope for the one, two, three... Um, when's the next Viking Rules match? That's all I want to know. Oh, my God, this match. I don't want to, like, 
be too long-winded about this, right? But let me take you back to 2019. <laughs> it's the Paul Heyman era of Raw. I am telling you people that it is bad. Mm-hmm. And people, because it's Paul Heyman and there's a, an inherent bias to him, say, no, it's actually quite good. Everyone likes 45-minute, three-and-a-quarter-star gauntlet matches. I'm saying this is wrong. This is wrong. This is not what WWE is. These half-hearted pushes of, you know, Alistair Black and whoever... Mm-hmm. Um, he was pushing at the time and trying things with, like, this is not what WWE is. You've got an emerging contender for the new home of pro wrestling. I wish WWE was more like WWE. I kept saying this through 2019. It's just this soulless version of something they don't even like mm. that they think is the way to do things. Gary the Goat Garbutt. Yeah. Because there was a rock-bottom vibe to Gary the Goat Garbutt, wasn't it? It's just like, please just do what you are good at and rediscover it because... You know, you're not a wrestling company. You're not. This is what WWE is. Mm. This was spectacle. This was stupid, but a very (laughs) clever version of stupid that the very best WWE moments throughout its however many year history. I can't remember a time I felt actual joy. I've been (laughs) watching this show. I've watched things that I would consider capital G great mm-hmm. in WWE over the last, in the Papa H era. Mm-hmm. Principally, those things involve Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, and Gunther, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bianca Belair, particularly at WrestleMania. Yes. I, it's always really good or great, but it's, and it is WWE, it's big-time spectacle. The actual tone of it, this was WWE and what they can do and the stupidity Stupidity and the brilliance and the joy. I just, I just felt joy watching this. Mm-hmm. I felt unfettered, unbridled. I'm completely into this joy. The horse fights within this fun comedy match, the emotional beats, the catharsis, the comedy, and then that all f- sort of fades away, and then you get to the actual literal meat <laughs> of the story with Otis just plucking gigantic men out of midair and drilling midair and drilling them into the ground and then power bombing them from a choke slam set up mm. the moonsault saves the, the soup like I was just I'm watching the G1 climax <laughs> X WLC, WLC vibes yeah, yeah. You're going to go back and watch this again, aren't you? I'm going to show James tonight. Yeah! (laughs) I'm going to show James tonight. This had the level of big bastard hoss match energy from, like, the best Clash of the Titans matches you can think of in your life. Like, Jeff Cobb versus Shingo at Wrestle Kingdom. But with the vibes of, I'm watching the most special over-delivery imaginable. This is WLC energy in collaboration with some of the most awesome hotspots you'll see all year. I could not have loved this more. I experienced full and fair joy. And, oh, my God. I said, right, when there was rumors that, you know, the Young Bucks might go to WWE or, you know, the CM Punk thing's complicating things, and it might at one point be a case of one or the other. Like the thought of the Young Bucks going to WWE filled me with, filled me with dread, even more so than Kenny because it's the party match that they are so great at. They're so good at everything, but it's the party match that WWE mm-hmm. would never, no. ever be able to get right. I saw this and thought, you know what? If Triple H, of all people, the most boring bastard who's ever lived, <laughs> can book a party match like this, 
then I might even become a fed-pilled head guy. Because <laughs> this was absolutely glorious joy. This was magic. Yeah, tone. I think you said that was the key word for me, was tone. Well, I was just, they were throwing babies in the air. <laughs> I, I still can't figure out how they nailed the tone of this as well as they did. They did the um, the Brody King barricade. The Titus O'Neil should have a permanent slot on commentary. I agree. He's done ones like this before in these Thunder matches he and he's the, elevated He did the triple I say, threat. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. He's like he's elevated matches before with his like just over enthusiastic commentary that you couldn't have all the time. No, like that's Pat McAfee's SmackDown run, isn't it? But there's like a time and a place for it. Yeah, the Brody King barricade um, running body. Oh god, against the side of a boat. Yeah, I forgot about that. Against the side of a boat, like that's that. I would like classify that as something akin to like an arcade anarchy spot when that match was really popping off, you know, and like like the like the the joy of creativity. Yeah, before the match happened. And you feel what they were clearly lovingly putting together in the body of the match itself. That's it. The WWE almost never masters this tone ever, and I, I, I felt something special with the Maxine Dupree match the other week, and for them to sort of magnify that in a plunder brawl is it's exceptional stuff. I don't like in the bloodline. This I don't, I don't. It's like I don't know where they go from here. Because this is like best-in-class stuff for Alpha Academy. Like, they, this is what they, as an act, exist for. Chad Gable is an unbelievable, like, pro-wrestling genius that can lay his hand to just about any aspect of this bizarre, like, industry. Otis doesn't need to be carried, but he needs certain things to work in his favor, and a Chad Gable is one that does that. Maxine Dupree's, it's a gag. It's a gag that she has joined this group, and it's been exploited to the maximum extent at this point. I break the act up next week. Like this sort of feels like a ceiling for mm. Alpha Academy. I don't. This was perfect. This was absolutely perfect. And for the first time ever, in like at least since they debuted, and we'll call the Viking experience. The Viking Raiders might be getting over off the back of it. They were going absolutely nowhere, nowhere. Valhalla came in. It was like right, fresh start. Nothing happened. They just no, had ma- like matches with Hit Row or whatever. They might get over off the back of this. I want them to challenge Owens and Zayn to a Viking Rules tight. Tag title match. Great. Let's have a look at that. Put that main event of SummerSlam. <laughs> Imagine uh, Owens and Zayn in a match like this. Owens in particular. Yeah. Should be the wrestler. They should build <laughs> Viking Raiders versus Steen Erico and do the Viking rules payoff at WrestleMania 40. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Owens blowing his stack. Are you kidding? We have to fight Vikings. This is a joke. I'm a wrestler. Like, look at these guys. They're monsters. He could, he, he could sell it. Like, the stupid stuff we saw, he could sell us. Sammy, we're in real trouble, mate. They're Vikings. They've got a huge boat. Do you reckon they, they were going to give him, like, two minutes and nothing was going to happen? It was going to be boring. It was going to do anything with the ring. And then Vince got a wind of the weekend. Who's this uh, Vikingo fighting? Uh, <laughs> I'll mean, show Vikings. Build a boat, lads. I did watch Kenny putting the helmet on and doing the prop fall. It's great, wasn't it? That was good stuff. The little face he pulled afterwards, like the proper, like old-fashioned Kenny mugging, like 2016 New Japan mugging face that he when he found the camera, where just bug eyes. But he was kind of good on PTE as well. Is he? He did this skit about how ridiculous it was that you had to do the anime. Um, look at the screen, look at the screen, and like, it's a bit about don't save me, because I need to do the thing with the video. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Oh, so like, okay. the, the reveal of curtain, and he's just like, can you make us like a two to four? So it's fundamentally like a crap, silly, pretty ancient BTE bit. But can you make us, like, I don't need any help out there. I'm, I'm a big boy now. <laughs> I'm a big kid now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fantastic. <laughs> 
And it's next. He's just riffing. Yeah. He's trying to break them. I'm a big kid now. That's an advert, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross. Who wants to play with? She gets choked out of the curfew. <laughs> 20 seconds. Uh, Ronda Rousey says, and the crowd goes mild. You'd know. Uh, <laughs> on the mic post match, she's sat up there in the stands. Uh, she says, Oh, you know, you said I you know, came into WWE through the back door. I should have gone the long way. I should have gone through the main door and done the indies and the smaller promotions and blah, blah, blah. blah. But I came in through the back door. Uh, Why wouldn't you? What a moronic idea it would be for the rest of the promotion and the fans. Mm. What does she need to pay her dues off? Serious. It's like the uh, love to get the elite in. Love them. Year in NXT and straight onto Raw. <laughs> yeah. <Like that. laughs> Yes. This performance center has broke as many people's brains as it has ACLs. <laughs> uh, she did a historic goal. I'm going to tweet that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> See you now. Historic medal in judo, earth shattering UFC career. She got thrown to the wolves, uh, put in a WWE with no re- training, no, and uh, developed uh, a Hall of Fame career in just a year. Um, and then ruined it in another year. Yeah, yeah. We call that the Edge Special. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she said everything uh, in a fraction of the time it took Baszler. She eclipsed her in everything. Uh, she calls herself the greatest combat sports athlete of all time. Uh, and you're just a knockoff version of me. Uh, Baszler says, I'm a better Ronda Rousey than Ronda Rousey. Uh, let's have a bare knuckle fight then. Rousey says no, puts her feet up. Uh, and Baszler goes into the crowd to go after Ronda. But Ronda says, you know what? I'll, I'll see you later. But... I'll do you a favor and finally get you booked on SummerSlam. I'll see you in Motor City, bitch. If, uh, Rubbish. Ter- a fundamentally terrible promo. They flip the alignment, at least. Yeah. Which I think is a step forward for this. And maybe on the night, it'll deliver because they want it to. You have to think that Ronda Two Rousey... big and, grudge matches for SummerSlam now. Well, like, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler want this to go well. And at least now it's the right way around. Like, Shayna, they're just doing away with, like... I want an 11-inch penis, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, good match. Show me a good match. Nothing else. Thank you. This is the way he says it, isn't it? <laughs> Ricochet gets interviewed. Uh, Dragon Ball thinks <laughs> I'm a joke. <laughs> you live in your own world on social media. <laughs> in this world of WWE, you're the joke, actually. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Logan wanted a fight last week, but when we got into it, he was the one who was laid out. Show up next week, and I'll hit you where it hurts. Your ego. Who said that? Uh, Ricochet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's time for Miss TV. You're going to make a submit? Now I'm going to pin her. What are you saying, pin her? It's massive. <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't made of plastic. It ain't made of plastic. <laughs> uh... It's TV time. <laughs> Gloats about beating Champa last week. Says I'm back, baby. Uh, talks about a celebrity golf tournament with Charles Barkley, Patrick Mahomes, Miles Teller, and the most overpaid person in sports, Pat McAfee. Uh, the only person more overpaid is Trey Young. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta Hawks, apparently. Miz yeah. <laughs> just flying high here because he somehow escaped a feud with DIY. <laughs> it's great. I was going to have to It's they also paid uh, Jordan Henderson. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Rubbish that. <laughs> <laughs> this introduces Becky Lynch. Get them all in the end. She comes out. 
He says, what's it like sitting next to a winner? Hmm? Uh, you crap, you keep losing. Trish, Zoe, uh, money in the bank. Have you uh, lost a step? And uh, Lynch fires up, hoists the chairs out of the ring, gets in his face, and he's like, gets into the ropes. Like, all right, calm down, chill out. Uh, I might have lost my titles, my friends, maybe even my goddamn mind, but I ain't last no step. <laughs> I just turned into Taker. That's worked me as well. Who turned, Charlotte Flair turned into the Undertaker yeah. yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I don't know how. I can't remember. But you that. did, yeah, yeah. Felt right, didn't it? Yeah, felt right. The so Miz, imagine the Miz and the Undertaker switching places in the locker room. I'm the judge around here. Oh my God, what's happened to this industry? What's happening to goddamn they put, judge, they put a judge's wig on the Miz. <laughs> Where did it go so wrong? Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania 40. <laughs> Miz taping up his fists and gorilla just in case. <laughs> Miz taping up his tiny walls. <laughs> Do the right thing, Roman. Do the right thing, Roman. Do the job. Bradshaw, get my gavel. Uh, oh, she says, yeah, she says to Miz, get straight out of here before I take you tiny what? Uh, and out they come, Trish and Zoe. Uh, Lynch wants a rematch. Uh, Stratus says, what is it, ruin the ring? Because you're, you're a child. Greg's like, don't talk about my, my child, based. keep my daughter's name out of your mouth, basically. It's just like a shortcut. Like re- shortcut arresting thing, isn't it? Like, don't you dare even name them. Oh, like, I love that picture of Rue. You shut up about her. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Give her name out of your mouth. <laughs> Made it personal. Don't what? you ever say a name again, Rue. <laughs> <laughs> what does Rue want for a birthday? I will f***ing kill you. <laughs> uh, Stratus says, I've already beat you. <laughs> so, no rematch for you. Sorry. Yeah. Please. <laughs> 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 <Sing it> down. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, we're done with you, basically. Um, she says, well, unless, you know, perfect platform. Say, thank you, Trish. Uh, and Stratus, uh, sorry, Lynch talks about bringing her back and working together and blah, blah, blah. Um, you attacked me when I was at my lowest um, because you know you couldn't take me at my strongest. Let's have a rematch with no Zoe Stark by your side. Uh, you know, are you just all about hair flips and Instagram? Where, where, you know, where's the old Trish Stratus, basically? And Stratus eventually accepts the rematch under conditions. First of all, next week she has to beat Zoe Stark. Um, but... Uh, when Stark beats her, she has to get on her knees and say, thank you, Trish, and uh, tattoo it across your chest as well. And then they try and jump her. Um, but uh, Lynch gets the better of both of them and takes Stratus's face mask, chins her, she rolls to the outside, puts it on, and in a homage a little bit to... Over <laughs> on NXT, headbooks start with it. Abysmal. Um, and the stipulation would have been pretty good for the Becky Lynch-Trish Stratus match. Not like, thank you, Trish. The tattoo thing is so stupid. Imagine you lose the setup match. Like, not only can I not get the match I want, and now I've got to get this tattoo forever that says, like, that's what a preposterous thing to say and do, and even agree to. But the thank I you... I think she's going to lose. No, she's... will lose next week, and then you get a tattoo, and it'll say, thank you, Trish. And then she'll be like, yeah! And she'll be like, wait. And then reveals, it says, dot, 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 for nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> one nil to me. Probably what they're going to do forever. Uh, aye, the stipulation, the thank you thing. I don't mind that as a SummerSlam stipulation, but it's. I like it's, it as a SummerSlam. Yeah, one. but it, instead there's two for the setup match. <laughs> yeah. So they burnt through both of those. For, they're never going to get paid off. And then what? Or she loses, and I feel yeah. like the tattoo chair and like the, yeah. the thing yeah. at ringside and stuff. So but she loses. That means it's gonna, she's going to win. And then we can have an NXT character who's a tattoo artist debut. Hello. Get 
Stop thinking about NXT all the time. <laughs> and so excited. We only got a few hours to go. She loses to set all that up. Oh yeah, and then doesn't follow through with it because she's not going to get thank you Trish tattooed on her body. And then the baby face is like, yeah, but I, I pushed the chair over, so this is what you wanted, right, yeah. people? Rubbish. Uh, piss poor. I'm sick of this friggin' program. It's no one's liking it. No one takes it seriously. It's so bad. It sucks. You know the match is going to suck. Trish has done an edge. A little bit. Terrible. Bronson Reed, Shinsuke. really edged it. <laughs> Bronson Reed, Shinsuke Nakamura. Skip. I knew this was going to happen. Bronson Reed is the DQ guy. Yeah. What a loser. Champa got involved and it went to a Terrible DQ. Terrible booking. Ah, they've given him a pretty cool nickname. Big. <laughs> there he is. He's big Bronson Reed. Absolutely pathetic. And then Nakamura attacked Champa post-match. Uh, enough of all this. It's now time for this. It's short, it's crap, it's wrestling related. <laughs> the five star review review. Nailed it! <laughs> and this week's five star review review is brought to you uh, by Simba, who sent me a lovely email. You can either suggest something on, uh, on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star rating on there, or uh, you can uh, take a screenshot of your five star rating on Spotify. We need the proof. And email it to me, adam.wilborn. At what culture? <laughs> Fancy damn. Mega desk over it. Uh, I'm gonna t- Simba said you don't need to attempt my cinema, but I'm gonna try. Simba Mavindidze, I believe. Thank you for your email, Simba, who uh, gave us a five-star rating on Spotify and emailed me, writing, Hello, Adam and the Dadleys. My name's Simba. Don't bother with my surname, it's far too complicated. I've been listening to and loving the podcast for nearly two years now. Uh, Sidwick and Hamlet's hyper-analytical views on... This been here! ...helped tame my often excessively positive attitudes towards wrestling. I'm corrupting Simba! Which has helped me better distinguish between good and bad aspects of wrestling. Good. Uh, as an yeah. aspiring pro wrestler myself, uh, Wilborn's gimmicks have infiltrated my regular everyday speech to the point... Me too. <laughs> my Tony D. <laughs> To the point that I can't even say egg properly anymore, but I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, Speaking of your gimmicks, I went to my prom last week, check this out, in a purple suit and dyed my hair purple to make sure that that everyone knew that I'm in the f***ing judgment deed. What do you reckon to these pictures, lads? And his hair is (laughs) dyed. Purple suit and the meme sunglasses as well. Oh, yeah. I love it. Great work, Simba. Absolutely handsome fella as mm. well. Um, for my five-star review review, uh, given that two of my, my favorite unironic modern-day wrestlers are Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil, I would love for you guys to review anything. Titus, uh, related. You're welcome, Wilborn. <laughs> Is that that was? Have you ever done that in the two years since Simba's been listening? That was, I don't that think was an, so. That was old Wilborn bit, <laughs> the, the original bit. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some horny comments in there somewhere. Given that Dana Brooke is simply a woman, yeah. <laughs> give a look. Good luck with the baby, Adam, and wishing each of you all the best from Hull. Thank you, Simba. Absolutely, Simba. Lovely. cheers, Simba. Uh, so I thought I'd find uh, the clip where Dana Brooke is recruited to. Uh, but uh, take us back to Raw in November of 2017, if you can. Yeah, Michael Hamlet. Uh, <laughs> Raw, in, so the Shield were kicking about with Kurt Angle in them. 
The oh, Mr. Yeah. Raj had been binned off as opponents for the Shield. Literally in a garbage bin. Uh, Sister Abigail got the mumps. Robbing us of uh, Pumpkin Demon. Right, I'll run you through. I found the show. I was just using that. so cross about that. It is the 27th of November, 2017. It's a post Survivor Series then. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, God, I remember this show. I remember doing it. It's early what culture days for me. And I remember coming in after this. We'll get to... So, I'll run you through bits of the card. One bit I won't talk about because we're going to talk about it in the part of the five-star review. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro went 18 minutes. I bet you it was about three and a quarter stars. The crowd didn't care. Samoa Joe defeats Titus O'Neil with Apollo Crews by submission in two minutes and 30. More on that in a bit. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeats Matt Hardy in two minutes and 30 seconds. Oh, God, it's mercifully no! brief. No, no, no! God, did he hear him? It was a Sports Illustrated interview. I'm here to give back, guys. I'm here to give back. All right, you might want to do a better job of it. Because the Young Bucks did a better job of getting private party over in a match <laughs> than you've done in three years. Uh, fatal four-way to determine the number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship, won by Rich Swan. Uh-huh. Uh, Roman Reigns defended the IC title against... Rusev? Sorry, say again. Who I was did, uh, thinking about my Hardy. <laughs> Who did Roman Reigns <laughs> defend the IC title against in 14 minutes and 45? Oh, my God. Oh, Close. Elias. Oh, oh God. Remember that, like, humbling IC title run? Yeah. Do this and we'll give you the rumble next year. And then, uh, presumably in and around the main event, Kane beat Jason Jordan via count out, and then Finn Balor defeated Kane by DQ. Is that when he broke the chair over him to close the yeah. show? Jesus Christ, this show. No, it's, it's the worst, man. Yeah. It's no wonder AEW happened. It's <laughs> no. absolutely no wonder it happened. Were we were uh, reviewing this for What Culture Extra back then. We were, de- we were definitely doing stuff oh, with yeah. Wyatt yeah. and Balak, so I remember. That's some fun with that. There's some images for you there. There's, uh, he's going to pilmanize Finn Balor. He's uh, on the top row. What are you doing up there? You f- <laughs> and then who's going to make the save? Oh, it's Braun Strowman. Yay. That was to set up for Brock Kevin Braun's head into the rumble, wasn't it? <laughs> like in that triple threat. <laughs> um, so... Dana, uh, I say Dana, what? Dana Brooke also challenged Asuka on this show. Um, do you want to hear <laughs> the promo that she cut? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. The little inset promo. So she's coming out to face Asuka. I think they'd faced either the previous week or relatively recently, and Asuka had uh, obviously uh, won. Still got the undefeated streak? Still got the undefeated streak. She's just debuted in the main roster. She's beaten Emma in a quite good pay-per-view match, and then Emma's oh, yeah. been released. <laughs> Thanks, oh, thanks Emma. Bye. So anyway, here comes, here comes Dana Brooke for the Asuka match. Asuka likes to say, nobody's ready for Asuka. Wrong. I've been watching our match from last week over and over again, and I found the biggest hole in your game. Asuka, sweetie, you're a slow starter. And tonight, when that bell rings, I'm going to be all over you from the start. If I were you... I wouldn't even blink an eye. Wrong. <laughs> Asking defeated Dana Brooke in four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Ran at her, flipped her on her head, arm barred her. Thanks yeah. for coming. So, uh, Should have yeah. given a strategy away. Match on television. Well, it's a good job she didn't blink an eye. <laughs> so Dana's walking backstage. This is, I believe, 
one of the, it wasn't called, I think it was called Raw Fallout, which sounds like my <laughs> notes every sodding week. But uh, it was that was the digital exclusive, yeah. wasn't it? Was it? The main event after this, what on the on the actual raw? I do believe oh, so. Good. Yeah, don't worry. Kind of, I need a piss. Like, <laughs> so Dana's walking backstage, and Titus. I thought he'd screwed up here. I was like, why haven't they retaken this? Because he goes, well, 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 and I was like, guys, you can just re-record this <laughs> if his voice has gone weird and croaky. But he'd been cocaine clutched by Smudge uh, so of it's. Course, yeah. It's incredibly detailed story time <laughs> WWE here. Uh, and Apollo goes, huh, Dana, nobody's going to forget what you did tonight. Ooh. And Dana's like, yeah, very funny. And Apollo's like, wait a second, Dana, I'm serious. None of these girls want to face Asuka one-on-one. Not only did you step up to the challenge, you asked for a rematch. And I'm thinking, yeah, and you f***ing sucked as well. <laughs> but anyway, regardless. Uh, Dana says, thanks. What can I say? I embraced challenges just like you two did tonight. You guys stepped up to Samoa Joe. It's such a, like, uh, by the numbers. You guys stepped up to, checks notes, Samoa Joe. <laughs> uh, Titus is like, yeah, we came up short, but we did step up. Uh, Dana says, although if you studied a little bit more, maybe you'd have escaped the coquina clutch. And Titus Worldwide, pull faces. What are you talking about in-ring strategy and stuff? <laughs> What's this? Well, Titus, it's all part of the story because Titus says, you know what? You might be right. We talked about some stuff a few months ago. <laughs> so clearly they teased this and then went, well, forget about that. We'll come, we'll come back to that when we can be bothered. Uh, Dana, you're highly motivated, highly educated. All you need to be is more well-respected and more well-connected. And that's where Titus Worldwide comes in. Step into our office. And they just walk away. There's no office. They just walk out of the arena, basically. And scene. Just losers. Oh, there's so many losers on this show. Constant losers. And then, like, I love Titus as a guy, but yeah, yeah, in ring character, a total loser. Please remember after obviously Titus World Slide, and you knew they were going to do it. It was like for two weeks. His bit was he's trying to get up on the apron to interfere, and he's bloody falling over. He's too freaking useless. <laughs> he managed to balls up. Yeah, it was like his funny thing is is. He stacked it when he made his entrance at the Royal Rumble. They're like, what if he can't climb through the ropes? I was like, that wasn't the thing he couldn't do. <laughs> Whoa, how do you do this again? That's a good question. <laughs> so we go to the comments. Move forward with your left foot. Right, how does this get horny? Uh, I think uh, Simba nailed it. Dana Brooke is a woman. Correct. Well, oh. I found some stuff. Uh, but I also found some other things as well. But I should point out, these do not reflect the views myself, Dadly Boys, anyone of what culture wrestling. Or Simba. Or Simba, indeed. Um, you know my love for Titus O'Neil. Uh-huh. I adore him. Mm. Got a Titus Worldwide T-shirt. Even I draw the line at this Starman two six seven one. Titus produced a cruiserweight champ. Of course, they'd had Tazawa in Titus Worldwide. Mm-hmm. He should have been WWE champion himself by now. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> huh? Would have been better than Jinder. Correct. I love this. This is, you know, like we always talk about, like, what if we analyzed NXT in, like, it's just not. Hmm. Maybe there is something to his ability to advance Dana. We all want to see that. Dana made a terrible mistake announcing her strategy uh, and also publicizing Asuka's weak point. She does need a veteran like Titus to guide her. <laughs> but now we know that Asuka respects Dana enough to listen to her in interviews. Dana can make use of that. I foresee another rematch. I kind of. This person must be nine years old. It's fine. Well, it's got to be, isn't it? Like, because if you think wrestling's real, there's no harm in that. We did the, me and Sidney the news yesterday, and it was about Bailey's injury. And there was a couple of comments in there. I was like, well, that's what she gets for all the cheating she's done since she came back as damaged guitar. I yeah. genuinely 
don't get like ugh, shoot with Mark with like that. The the brainwashed people on Twitter are like far more yeah. offensive to me mm. than that. Like just really earnest into the story kind of stuff. Alex Thomas suggests can't be good because of the initials. <laughs> okay, <laughs> loser. Alex <laughs> Thomas suggests. Um, I think it's time for the Shield to have a lady member. Just the a suggestion. Can't be bad. It's AW. Okay, I think it is. Uh, Sorry, I had lady member, lady shield. <laughs> so that lady you know, retribution before she got flies in a mask. You know, we uh, we often talk about people reworking our names to to have a pop at us online, yeah. uh, and they do that with wrestlers. And we we do often often talk about it with with putting a P in there, and just in case people, because I've seen some people tweeting us recently. Mm. The reason why we say finished <laughs> is because you put, explained this to someone the other day, didn't you? The ultimate. Football, soccer, transfer scoopster, Fabrizio Romano, um, or out-of-context football, the reply guys to him are always like the call. If you're a massive Cristiano Ronaldo fan, mm-hmm. you call Messi, Pessi, because <laughs> he only scores penalties. And then when the... He doesn't. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo sort of heavily weighted his... Latter day goal scoring record by taking every penalty, so they called him Pen Aldo. <laughs> and then people on football Twitter go, Context, Pessy's finished, <laughs> Penaldo's finished, and it's just evolved from there. One of my favorite things is uh, me and my friends went out for dinner the other night, and uh, after we'd eaten our, our food, I stood up and said, PL Pessy, and the um, waiter knew we were finished. <laughs> Anyway, I like the ones that are like they've just got like a Man City badge in their avatar or something. Stop, stop reporting on fake clubs. <laughs> <laughs> big clubs only fab. Big clubs only big, fab. So it's like, it's a bit of Chelsea uh, news. Big clubs only fab. <laughs> so you get these other nicknames. So we've got Pessi, Penaldo, uh-huh. um, a red one. There's a Jordan Sancho, Sanchoke. <laughs> <laughs> I came up. I found what and come up with this. Found an absolute banger, like the worst. It's like it's like the WWE creative team members were <laughs> football fans. They'd be in Fabrizio Romano's replies. The funniest one I've ever read, right, was um, ah, it was like two days ago. I can't remember the context. It was something like um, we've got the best midfield in the league, and we're going to take it by storm next year. And it's like oh, what with party jacket and basmati. <laughs> Basmati Rice, Declan Rice. Basmati. Basmati. So he gets to go by Baz now. For yeah, yeah. yeah. Chesterfield just has one that just anytime we win any like preseason game, they put <laughs> put one of those videos on. You know what it's like being copied and copied and copied and copied and copied. So it's like really pixelated and <laughs> distorted and what have you. And it's just <laughs> it's just a destroyer in the ocean with the words HMS piss the league written on it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you'll like this as a result of that because uh, Blue Guy Fifteen writes, "Titus O flop and Apollo lose." <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Apollo loses. Uh, the young SES show writes, and I need your help with this, uh, Sige. Okay. Writes, I can tell you two things that Dane is going to be studying for sure. What's she, what's uh, what are you talking about there? Her own tits. I d- <laughs> Because I'm assuming when they're, like, when they're, because what they do, Will Bourne, is that sometimes when they're indirect and, like, 
and they use different words. Sometimes it's like a double entendre. Oh. French for double meaning. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, it's to say one thing, but they actually mean another. So when they do like air quotes and speech marks. Got it. And usually two things is our, uh, two things I like about her. It's usually uh, each breast. Okay. One, two, left, right. But I don't know what this is. <laughs> They're talking about her tits, but in a weird way. Unless they're talking them. about she's going to be studying their cocks. Oh, yeah, there's two of them, yeah. Uh, We've grinded the case, boy. <laughs> I, I forgot the misogyny as well as the perversion. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the, It was about their dicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just to reiterate, we were into, we're into the blue zone now. Um, uh, these are not reflective views. Myself, Dadley Boy, Simbel, or anyone in what culture wrestling. Uh, Maurice Brown writes, Dana's fine. I like her body type. Especially if it's on mine. <laughs> sure. I said you had a good body. Would you hold it against me? <laughs> and send. Cock sucked in a five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Wait, wait, that's the blowjob. <laughs> Another one of those ones that are my favourites. I'm so excited to type this and hit send. I'm not going to proofread it. Oh, Dana Brooke is a blonde angle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe she just thought he was. She thought the commenter thought she was the next coming of Kurt Angle. I can't even complete the bit. It's for preposterous. The uh, God Crisis, uh, writes. What? The God Crisis. I don't know. Uh, writes. I've never heard this phrase before. By the way, Da God. Da God Crisis. That's like a new metal fan who's just realised that they don't want to be a Catholic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, they write. Ooh, I wouldn't mind a whiff of her vault. I've never heard that. Never. My friggin' life. <coughs> uh, Ken Hunt has decided the comment section of a raw Fallout video from November of 2017 is the place to write in all caps. I like titties. <laughs> And the final comment, once again, not reflecting the views. Who's this from? Uh, it's from Dev. Maybe he did a typo. He meant Titus. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I like Titus too. <laughs> yeah. Nice guy. Dev, not reflecting the views of myself, the Dadly Boys, Simba, or anyone at What Culture Wrestling. Thanks once again for Simba suggesting this and that awesome outfit that uh, he wore to the prom. <laughs> Dev just writes. She can fart in my eyes and step on me. <laughs> can can she? Dana's like, oh good. Is that a legally binding contract? Eyes, <laughs> his eyes. Uh, back to Monday Night Raw. Nakamura's tired of people getting involved in his business and his main event time. Isn't that like the one of the tests to do when he give you an eye test? You're gonna feel like a little <laughs> puff in the there, blow the, the blow the air in there to see how you react to it. <laughs> and the horn inspects it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you read the top line. Uh, I can't if you step on me. <laughs> main event time. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, before the match starts. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Damien Priest, Dominic Mysterio. Rhea Ripley and uh, uh, Finn Balor out there. And Rollins dives out of nowhere onto Balor. And they brawl to the back to get rid of them uh, before the match even starts. Uh, and it was just a fun match to cl close the show with an incredibly hot crowd. They beat up Dom for ages. Zayn got distracted by Ripley. 
That allowed Dom to hit Zayn with a baseball slide and Priest chokeslam him onto the apron. Um, after the break, uh, Zayn finally gets over to make the hot tag to Owens, who knocks Priest and Dom out of the ring, clotheslines him outside there, hits Priest with a senton and a frog splash on Dom off the apron. He uh, hits Priest with a cannonball, but Priest gets his knees up on a senton bomb. Uh, Dom hits him with a frog splash, but Zayn has to break up the cover. Zayn then gets rid of Priest from the ring. Uh, Dom gets rid of Zayn. Crowd hate Dom, obviously. Uh, Owens hit him with a pop-up powerbomb as Priest breaks up the cover. Uh, Zayn tags in and hits a tornado DDT on Damian Priest. Uh, goes up top, but Priest cuts him off and hits a Frankensteiner for two. Dom makes a blind tag, drop kicks Zayn into the middle rope, goes for the 619. Zayn avoids it, chucks Dom out of the ring. Owens takes out Priest with a dive up the apron, and Zayn takes out Dom with a big flip dive. Uh, Ripley uses his opportunity to send Owens into the steel steps. Zayn points at the referee. For a split second, I thought, oh my God, they're going to steal the tag titles. Because yep. uh, Dom, uh, Priest attacks Zayn with the ref's back turn, and Dom schoolboyed him for a great two count. Uh, Ripley's yelling at the referee. Liv Morgan comes out and starts brawling with her in the timekeeper's area, in reference to what you were talking about earlier. Uh, and then Owens hits Priest with a stunner. Zayn hits Dom with a halluva kick. One, two, three. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens retain their tag titles. Not particularly ambitious, just really well worked. And oh my God, this crowd just elevated everything. Yeah. It's the absolute barometer of what makes a good match exciting is it's not particularly well worked you'll never remember it in a million years stripped and reduced to the sum of its parts but the crowd just completely made this yeah staggering i really hope this continues i cannot tell you how much this drew me in this hot crowd and how fundamental it is to my enjoyment of a professional wrestling show this i hope this continues this might be the thing that stops me from going Hey, well, what was it going to be in the main event? <laughs> or, you know, all these things that I'm tired of hearing myself say. If I can enjoy WWE for what it is at last because it's just electrifying and the crowd are white hot, I actually like that. <laughs> yeah, fantastic atmosphere. A couple of good angles either side of this match. Bought the near fall. Same as you. I bought, I had no right to. I like, bought the near fall. Like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are having a fantastic in ring run as mm. champions, but they've not been that well booked. They're just there for... It's nice, actually. They're there for baby faces, and they'll do the right thing. As characters, that's great, but there's not many stories being told, really. They're having this fantastic in-ring run, and it's often you need the story to really buy the near falls, and I didn't hear. Mm. And as Sid says, it wasn't like the work was out of this world or spectacular. Dominic Mysterio is starting to look every now and then like he belongs, which is unusual. He'll be crap next week. Yeah. Look at money in the bank, man. I, it's, it's, I think he's all right in tags. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way to use him, isn't there? Um, but I, the atmosphere made this. Yeah. And like that's not a knock on the wrestlers either. No. The Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley thing, you could probably do Lear and uh, Liv and Rhea at SummerSlam and save the Rakal one if you wanted. I agree. I really like that as a, an addition. Mm. And yeah, just felt like that's the way things are going. Yeah, really enjoyable show. Uh, but let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. If you haven't done so already, leave us a five-star review review uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts or like Simba did on Spotify. Screenshot your five-star rate, five rating. You need the proof. And email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. Thank you once again to Simber and that awesome prom outfit. Um, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, because later on today, NXT preview, baby. Best part of the week. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, but for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to the Dudley Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.